everyone, and welcome to Dallas Hoops Gamecast. I am your host, Martin. I am going to talk about the Mavericks' fifth loss in a row to the Phoenix Suns tonight. But first, I want to thank everybody for listening. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please give the show a rating. And remember, there's plenty plenty of Mavs content on our site at DallasHoopsCast.com. So the Mavericks lose their fifth game in a row tonight, 111-105 to to the Phoenix Suns. A game that they were looked like they were starting to take control of there in the third quarter where they built a 15-point lead. But Phoenix uh, decided, uh, you know, well, they didn't decide. They fought back, and uh, they didn't let the Mavericks run away with it. They continued to claw back into the game, made it a close game going into the fourth. Where uh, the game kind of went back and forth there until about the end when uh, Phoenix basically turned on the gas, uh, put their foot on the pedal, whatever you want to say, and the Mavericks just couldn't respond. The Mavericks offense got a little tight. Uh, They missed uh, shots. Uh, You know, I I don't really know what to say. Uh, Fifth game in a row that we've lost, and I, I purposely didn't do a podcast on the last game because why? Why would I do one after the those two losses to the Jazz? I mean. I wouldn't listen to a podcast after after that last game. And, uh, I mean, we're all well aware of the Mavericks' struggles right now. Uh, they're just not a very good team right now. And there's some optimism out there. I, I guess the fan police on Twitter would, would try to tell you, hey, calm down, everything's going to be okay, this team's going to be good. I'm not so sure. You know, they're 8-12. and 8-12. and 12. And I know... They've had a rough schedule, but it's not like they played 10 more games than every other team in the league. Every team has played about the same amount of basketball games. I know they've had a lot of road games, and that has impacted the Mavericks. I know in this stretch they've had like 12 games in 15 days, and that has impacted their energy and their win-loss. And I understand as well that they've had some pretty drastic COVID problems with with missing a significant part of their rotation for an extended period of time. And all of that has impacted and influenced their record at 8-12. and 12. But they just don't look like they're a good team. I, I just don't know where they go from here. I, the last game, Porzingis, he's such a liability on defense. you know. And I had these concerns. Of course, I would never say it at the time because of the way he was playing. But I had these concerns in the bubble when he was averaging 30 points and, and 12 rebounds or something ridiculous like that. And the Mavericks went 2-6. and six. They went 2-6 and six when, when Porzingis and Luka were both dominating, and it's because they were terrible on defense, and Porzingis had a negative net rating during that, that time frame. So as good as he was on the offensive side of the court, defensively, he's a liability. He's just, he's just slow-footed. He can't. You have to play drop coverage with him because he can't come out on the guard because he's not quick enough to get in front of the guard or prevent the guard from going around him for a wide-open layup because we've seen him get burned on that in the past. So they have to play drop coverage, but he's just not quick enough to contest the ball handler well enough and get back to his guy. We saw Gobert crushed the Mavericks and the Jazz just did in general and the the Jazz have won 11 in a row the Jazz are a much better team than Dallas the Jazz are the team that Dallas is trying to be the way they play they play a real similar style that the Mavericks do and that's a a spread the floor out uh, 
with a bunch of shooters. And you have your primary playmaker in Donovan Mitchell. But they have other guys that can make play. Joe Ingles is a good playmaker. Joe Ingles would be the second best playmaker on this Mavs team. He comes off the Jazz bench. Now he started, obviously, because Donovan Mitchell is out. But that's the talent that they have on that team. Talent the Mavericks could have had. They could have had Boyan Bogdanovich if they wanted him. He was available and they had cap. They had cap space that year. For whatever reason, they chose not to pursue him. Or maybe they did and, and they didn't even get a conversation with him. But the way the Mavericks past free agencies have gone, I doubt they were even interested in him. Because they see value in guys that other people don't. And the Mavericks are the only team that can see that a guy's really not that good when he's averaging 20 points a game and shooting 40-something percent from three. But the Mavericks see the truth. So they're not going to go after the good guys. They're going to go after the secret weapons because those good guys that everybody else wants, all the other teams that want them, they're not as good as they think because the Mavericks have found the secret stat that justifies their decision-making I'm not signing guys more than a one-year deal. Case in point, Jay Crowder. What did he happen to do? He hit a big shot. Tonight, ice the game for the, for the Suns. And the Mavericks, all their role players missed. Tim Hardaway missed a couple. Josh Richardson and Dorian Finney-Smith. All your role players missed. Whereas Cameron Johnson made his... Jay Crowder made his. DeAndre Ayton made theirs. They made their free throws, which the Mavericks aren't very good at making free throws because they just don't have guys that are very good at basketball. And I don't care about the COVID stuff or their schedule or whatever reason slash excuse we want to make. The fact is their record is what the record is. It's 8-12. and 12. They have played 20 games this season. Phoenix is 10 and 8. So they played 18 games. So you're telling me that two extra games, the Mavericks are just, they've just played so many more games. The Spurs are 11 and 9. They've played 20 games. Lakers are 15 and 6. They played 21. Every team in the league has played 18 to 20 games where the Lakers have played 21. Where are the excuses for them? Where are the excuses for those teams? Oh, the schedule. Every team has the same schedule. They play the same amount of games every single year. So we can sit here and make excuses all we want. The fact is, these guys just are not very good. It's not a good team. And the Mavericks front office seems to think they have the secret recipe stat, the secret stat out there that nobody else can see, that none of these other teams have, that where they see the real value or not real value in a player. They could have got Malcolm Brogdon when he was available. And Mark Cuban came out and said, well, we thought something was wrong with his foot. What? Nobody ever said anything was wrong with his foot. He was fine. Obviously, Indiana didn't care. They, they looked into it and didn't see anything wrong with his foot. The fact is, you just didn't think he was going to be very good. He wasn't worth a multi-year deal to you because his name wasn't Dwight Howard or Darren Williams or Carmelo Anthony, all these guys you pursued in the past, or Giannis. 
they weren't a quote-unquote franchise player, so you're not going to sign anybody to a one-year deal or anything more than a one-year deal. And with all due respect to, to Mark Cuban, this has been his past, even with Dirk. The, the year they won the championship in 2011, they weren't even planning on winning the championship. They put that team together because it was expiring contracts. They just happened to gel. And they happened to be a perfect fit. Tyson Chandler was a perfect center next to Dirk Nowitzki. But they weren't planning on winning the championship. They got Tyson because it was an expiring deal and he was better than Eric Dampier, who was also on an expiring deal, or, or Brandon Hayward, whoever it was they traded. I think it was Dampier. But they got him because his contract was expiring. They've been doing this plan for a long time. And they offered Tyson Chandler a one-year $20 million contract that summer after 2011, after he helped you win a championship, after he was a centerpiece of your defense for a championship-winning team. But his name wasn't Dwight Howard. His name was Tyson Chandler. Even though there's got to be, if you did the advanced numbers who you are a groupie for, the advanced numbers had to show that Tyson Chandler was a legit center in this league. What does New York do? New York recognizes that, so they sign him. Dallas doesn't want him. They'll take him. He wins Defensive Player of the Year. The Knicks win 50-something games that year or two years later or whatever. He was good for them, and they had a good squad at that time. Didn't sign J.J. Barea. Let him go. They didn't want Monte. Dirk had to encourage them to sign Monte Ellis. They were just going to keep on going. One-year deal. Keep that powder dry. Keep that cap flexibility. So all these players that have been killing them the last couple of nights, Boyan Bogdanovich, Jay Crowder hurt them tonight. You offered Jay Crowder a one-year deal. Well, Phoenix was like, no, we want to win. And they have a better record than you. And they beat you without their best player. Their best player is sidelined, and they still beat you because your team is not very good because you think too highly of your own players. And that's what hurt you in the playoffs last year against the Clippers. These guys just weren't as good. The Mavs team, even if they had Christos Porzingis, I, I don't think they won that series. Now, a lot of people think they did, and may, maybe they did. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, because the Clippers weren't as good as we all thought they were because they lost in the very next round. But Luka was phenomenal. you know. But the rest of the team, they just can't. I mean, Maxi, he, he was a no-show in the playoffs. And no offense to these guys. It's just you're asking guys that aren't good enough to be good enough. And they refuse to sign anybody to anything more than a one-year deal. Guys that they that are good. Malcolm Brogdon, Boyan Bogdanovich, guys that the Mavericks could have gotten. Jay Crowder, they could have gotten them. But they saw a secret stat in Boyan Bogdanovich that showed he just wasn't as good as that 20 points per game. And I think it's pretty obvious he was. Last year, he averaged 20 points a game on a team that uh, went second late in the second round, lost in Game 7, and he was injured. They won like 50-something games last year. He still averaged 20 points a game. I, I would say that means he's pretty good. That means he's a good player. Anytime you can average 20-something points a game on a team that wins over 50 games, it means you're doing something right. You're not just a stat stuffer on a bad team which I don't know why they think he would be that way anyways. He was good with the 
with the Pacers. They were a good team. He put up big numbers. That's why the Jazz went after him. But you just sat there. No, there's a secret magical stat out there that shows that he's just not as good as everybody thinks. And then the whole Malcolm Brogdon thing, I, I don't get. And then Jay Crowder, man, he really would could help this team. Jay Crowder has a history of hitting big shots, hitting shots when you need him to go in. Who has that reputation on the Mavericks? Name one person that has a history in this league of hitting big shots when you need them to hit them. Well, you sure could have used Jay Crowder. They offered him a one-year contract. Why even do that? It's insulting. That's like leaving a 10-cent tip at a restaurant. You're better off just not leaving a tip at all. Leaving a dime is more insulting than not leaving a tip. Offering a one-year contract to a guy who has earned a multi-year deal is insulting. It's insulting to him. Why in the world would you even offer it to him? But you know we got to keep that powder dry. We got to keep that flex, uh, that cap flexibility, because this team is going to sign somebody this summer. Except that there's nobody available, because the one guy you went all in for signed a super max contract extension because he's not an idiot. He signed a super max contract extension on a team that has consistently won sixty games. They could offer him $80 million more. And you were counting on him not signing that extension. So you didn't you didn't get anybody. You didn't get anybody any good. And tonight you can't beat the Phoenix Suns without their best player. I understand. You've played a lot of games. You've had a lot of travel. You had a lot of guys out. So have a lot of teams in this league. Phoenix was without their best player. What excuse can you have? Phoenix has only played two less games than you. Phoenix won the other night on the second night of a back-to-back. It's possible teams can win on the second night of a back-to-back. It's not an automatic loss. But Dallas, man, we always make excuses. Those second night of back-to-backs, you can't play your players. You can't play your stars. They need to rest. Because it's a it's a loss, even though teams win all the time. Back in the day, Dirk's day, players played 82 games. They didn't just rest because they didn't want to play. They didn't want to go to work that day. They were tired. They had a boo-boo. You played. You played on second night of back-to-backs, and you won. I remember the Mavericks were really, really good on second night of back-to-backs. Because they tried to win. But we, we have created this atmosphere on this team, that a second night of a back-to-back is like an automatic loss. So so the team doesn't even come out with the same kind of energy on the second night of a back-to-back. Oh, it's the second night of a back-to-back. Poor me. It's not fair. Why is the NBA doing that to us? I don't hear any other teams complaining about it. Without... I mean, this team is just its just not very good. Porzingis isn't very good. I've been saying it for a while. They, they got to trade Porzingis while his value is still high. And it has nothing to do with his offense. And, and his offense is bad. But it has everything to do with the fact that he cannot play defense in this league. 
in this league where it is dominated by playmakers, you've got to be able to protect the rim. He's just not quick enough. He's not, he's not strong enough. He can't guard the pick and roll. He's going to find himself getting played off the court in a playoff series if the Mavericks ever make the playoffs again. I doubt they're making it this year. I mean, they have a really soft schedule the second half of the year. They have a lot of home games, so hopefully they can kind of get some wins together. But even if this team gets a nice little run going and they win some games and they go above 500, maybe they sneak back into the playoffs, what are we cheering for? What are we happy about? It's still not a very good team. You're the bottom half of the playoffs in the West. You're seventh seed again or eighth seed again. That's what you're looking at. That's the players that you have on this team. So we shouldn't be happy with that. That's not a success. You were supposed to take a step forward, but you didn't sign anybody. And then you tried to sell us on James Johnson. Oh, he's our, our, uh, he's our uh, bully. He's our toughness guy. Dude can't play. I'll tell you what, when he misses, man, it's, a, it's way off. When he makes it, it's super clean, but when he, he doesn't just miss. When he misses, it is a bad miss. It doesn't go in and out. It clinks off the backboard. It's a three-foot air ball on the other side of the ba- basket. And again, they, they sold us James Johnson, Josh Richardson, we got that toughness. We got that defense. That's what they sold us. But uh, in reality, the only reason they got these guys is because their contracts are expiring at the end of the year. And they want that fle- that cap flexibility because they're going to sign not one, but two max level guys. It's almost an embarrassing. It's almost embarrassing. That that's what they do. And I tell you what, if you continue to not put good players around Luca, he's just going to leave the first moment he gets. I don't know. You know, we'll see what happens. We can't, uh, we can't beat teams without their best player. Uh, tonight, I, I thought they were playing well there in the third. And then uh, you took Luca out because you have to. Well, actually, even in the third, well, no, yeah, because they took Luca out with a couple minutes left in the third, and the the lead just kind of disappeared. Their bench was just a, a massive negative. I think Jalen was a negative seventeen, James Johnson a negative fifteen, something ridiculous on the court. Let me pull that up real quick. Yeah, Jalen Brunson, a negative 17. James Johnson, a negative 15. Dwight Powell, a negative 12. Trey Burke, a negative 1. Trey Burke, not so bad. Luka, a plus 2. Doreen, a plus 7. Josh Richardson, a plus 3. Willie Cauley-Stein, a plus 5. As soon as you took Luka out, the the Phoenix Suns just kind of took over. And then in the fourth, you know, Dorian missed some threes. Josh Richardson missed some threes. Luca missed some shots. That's true. And Phoenix hit theirs. And their role players hit theirs because Jay Crowder is would be the best role player on the Mavericks. He just would be. He would be the best role player on the Mavericks right now. 
I don't know what else to say. I mean, we, we played the Suns again on Monday. We'll probably get the great Kristaps Porzingis back on that game. And, uh, you know, maybe he'll he'll snap out of it and drop 20 points and the Mavericks will, will finally get a win. But they're just not a very good team. And uh, I'd be surprised if they make the playoffs at this point. But even if they do, they're going to be a bottom seed in the West. They're going to be out in the first round. They didn't take that step like they wanted to. And then they're going to go into this free agency and going to try to sign two max level guys, which when you look at, (laughs) they're just not available. You know who they're going to offer a max to, right? Jared Allen. He's with Cleveland right now. He's going to be a restricted free agent. That's going to be their their max level guy. They're going to offer him an extension or a a contract. Cleveland's going to match it. Because Cleveland, I guess, traded for him because he's their center of their future. They're not just going to let him go. So they're going to strike out again on the one guy they want. And Drummond's going to be sitting there. And they just don't have any interest in that guy. And don't get me wrong. Drummond is almost as bad as Porzingis on offense, where he thinks he's Hakeem Olajuwon. He's trying to do post moves that he's just not capable of doing. So I understand that piece, but at least defensively, you have a guy that can defend the pick and roll a lot better. We looked at pick and roll defense today, Sydney and I, and we're going to talk about it tomorrow on our, our pod. And the Mavericks have the two, two of the worst pick and roll defenders in the league in Willie Cauley-Stein and Christos Porzingis. And you wonder why we're not very good on defense. Their rebounding percentages is terrible for a center. They're both long, lengthy, and just not very strong. Look, I I, I can go all night on this team. I, I just... I'm so frustrated. We expected a better team this year. And I understand, I do, the COVID stuff and... All the guys being out, and the schedule has been brutal. And uh, what could go wrong for the Mavericks this year has gone wrong. And I understand a lot of that is true. But even if none of that happened, I just don't like the fact the Mavericks didn't upgrade this team at all. And they tried to sell us that they did. Because they didn't want to sign anybody more than a one-year deal. And again, people are going to say, well, they didn't have cap space. What do you expect them to do? Cap space in the NBA is a joke. It does not matter. If a team wants to go to a, if a player wants to go to a team or a team convinces a player to join them, they will make it happen through sign and trades. There is no such thing as salary cap in the NBA. So it's, it's a load of crap when people say that. There is no such thing. Players go to teams all the time that have no cap space if they want to go there and the th- team wants them. The, the Mavericks just don't pursue anybody. That's all I got tonight, guys. I'll, I'll see you guys after Monday.